Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. This is Talk With Your Mouth Full. I'm Chef Matt DeMille. This is the podcast where I talk to everyone and anyone about food. Yes, glorious food. We all love to eat. Eating is my favorite hobby. Um, and today actually there's a little bit of, uh, of change in scheduling. Usually what I do is I sit down with a guest and we talk about why food is important to that person and why it's important in their life. Um, but today I'm solo uh, because I wanted to do sort of like a little a little special podcast called Back to Basics. This episode is called Back to Basics. And when we reintroduced the podcast a few weeks ago, I was bombarded with topics and ideas and subjects. Uh, and, and a lot of them were... A lot of them were really cool, a lot of them were random, so I thought, hey, let's just do a podcast, let's do an episode where it's sort of everything in one, and, um, and I thought that'd be a really cool idea. And since the theme, since the episode is back to basics, uh, today I'm going to be eating by myself just a, a simply roast chicken, because it's back to basics, and I think, you know, a roasted chicken is just one of those things that it's... So it's easy to do. There's so many recipes and it's just one of those. It's a comfort food. It's one of those things that, you know, when it's cooking, it just it makes the house smell amazing. You can do it so simply with like salt and pepper. You could, you know, do uh, incredible things with it. Like, you know, other end of the spectrum, you know, you could put chorizo under the skin. You could wrap it in bacon. You could put sage under the skin her butter on top. I mean, you know, there's simple all the way to create roast chicken is just so simple. Everyone loves it. So I'm going to dig in, um, to this, to this roast chicken here. My favorite recipe, you know, sidebar, my favorite recipe for roast chicken is, uh, is Thomas Keller's recipe. And, uh, if you don't know who Thomas Keller is, uh, in the food world, I, I'm not going to go into it right now, but just have a look. I'm actually talking with my mouthful right now. Have a look, Google Thomas Keller. He's the man. Google his roast chicken recipe. Awesome chef. Anyways, okay, back to basics. So this is going to be a super long episode. Just, you know, like a nice little, a nice little listen. Back to basics. And I'm just taking a bunch of, like, your questions and your ideas from when we relaunched the podcast and throwing this all into one episode and, and you know, hopefully it gives you some ideas and, and some some intrigue and it, it gives you some motivation and it gives you some insight and oh that's how the chefs do it oh that's how I should do it that's what I should try anyways one person asked about what what's good to have in the pantry what what's a good like do what, what's good to have stocked up in the pantry and I think like having a well-stocked pantry as a chef or as like a home cook is just one of those things um one of those things, it's like your, it's like your, your weapon, it's like your weapons, it's like your, uh, your ammo, right? So like the better your pantry, the better you are prepared for cooking delicious food. So I mean, you know, it's kind of like where a dinner starts, you know, like you can go to the grocery store weekly or daily and, you know, get your tomatoes, get your cucumber, get your lettuce, get your meat, but the pantry is kind of like where it all begins. So I like to keep my pantry stocked with you know, the basic, the basic spices. So I got like fennel, I love fennel, cumin, coriander, of course, salt and pepper, uh, caraway seed is yummy, clove, 
allspice, cinnamon. Cinnamon's a big one. Cinnamon's a good one because, you know, you have it in savory and, and sweet recipes. Um, paprika, smoked and regular paprika. Smoked paprika is amazing. Um, yeah, so that's kind of like the spices that I keep in my pantry. I'm probably missing uh, missing a couple, but I said coriander, cumin, yeah. Um, and and oil, like having a few different oils is good as well, you know, because different oils for different cooking applications. Um, veg oil, veg or canola oil, I kind of yeah, I keep around just for like all around cooking. So if I'm like just quickly sauteing something, or you know if I'm making a salad dressing. I'll use a little bit of veg oil in the salad dressing. Grapeseed oil is good as well. Both grapeseed oil and veg oil have like a high smoking point. So they're good for sautéing. And I got this this chicken like half gone already. It's crazy. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it just depends what coconut oil, you know, is good for really good for baking these days or, you know, whether you're doing like vegetarian or vegan recipes, coconut oil is great. Uh, olive oil. Um couple different grades of olive oil, like having like a good, just regular olive oil for cooking. And then maybe like, you know, splurging a bit, going out a bit and getting a really nice extra virgin olive oil. Uh, and uh, just having a really nice extra virgin olive oil for, for salads, just for garnishing salads, garnishing fish, you know, even like, you know, this roast chicken comes out of the, that I'm eating now, it comes out of the oven and, you know, drizzle it with a little bit of that good olive oil and a little good, good olive oil goes a long way, you know, like a pasta, you know, you have like a nice pasta, you just finish it with a nice drizzle of good olive oil. And you wouldn't think like a good oil makes a big difference, you know, even if you're making like a, a lentil salad or something, you know, just a little splash of of vinegar. I'm going to get to vinegars here in a second, but olive oil, some good olive oil goes a long way. Vinegars, a lot of people don't think about vinegars this way, but vinegars are are up there as a, they're a seasoning. Vinegars are a seasoning and as well as lemon juice. Acid, acid is a seasoning up there with salt and pepper. So, you know, if you're like that lentil salad I was just talking about, you know, you dress it in some good olive oil and then maybe a splash of red wine vinegar, you know, or uh, if you're making a dressing or if you're, you know, say roasting some apples or you're braising some cabbage, a little apple cider vinegar. Uh, I also love balsamic vinegar. You know, if you're slowly caramelizing some onions, a little bit of balsamic vinegar in there is delicious. So keep stocked up with some good vinegars, some good oils. What else do I got in my pantry? Um, like dry, dried things, like beans, pulses, um, dried fruit. Again, you know, if, if you go to the grocery store and, oh, look, there's this these beautiful chickens there in the case, and I grab a roast chicken, then you come home, and it's just like your pantry is like your, your pantry is there for you, right? It's like, okay, I got this beautiful oil, I got this vinegar, I got these lentils, so I braise off some lentils and I dress them like a warm salad and serve my chicken with that. Like it's just having a, a well-stocked pantry is is so key. Maybe throw some of that dried fruit in there. What else do I have in my pantry? Flowers, a couple different kinds of flowers. Chickpea flour. You know, if I want to make like a chickpea pancake or a dosa, or if I want to bake some biscuits, having some good old all-purpose in there. You know, maybe some gluten-free some gluten-free flour in there just for, you know, because the, when we when we cook dinners for clients, you know, a lot of people these days are gluten-free or, or celiac. 
So having some good flowers in there for, for versatility, you know, because if you go to the pantry and you're like, you need something and, oh, it's not there or it's gone, that's the worst. So having having stuff to choose from, having an array of things in there is great. What else do, what else do I have in my pantry? Pasta. You know, I always keep pasta in there because, I mean, we're busy. Everyone's busy having, you know, a couple kids and having your own business. You're always going. So, I mean, sometimes you don't get to dinner until until it is dinner time. So, I mean, you know, having a couple different kinds of pasta in there. And again, you know, it's your pantry. Have have some crushed tomatoes in there. Have some dried basil in there. Have, uh, you know, have some good olives. And th there you go. There's that good olive oil that comes in. So, and there's dinner. You have a, you have a delicious pasta. And uh, it's, it's tough sometimes, you know, when dinner comes along. And uh, I know someone mentioned, someone mentioned like, you know, dinner during the week when unannounced guests stop in, you know, it's, it's great having that pasta on the shelf and you can just make a quick, you know, like olive oil, garlic, chilies, um, or, you know, mac and cheese. It's, you can make mac and cheese, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be this big grand, you know, six cheese mac and cheese with herbed bread crumbs. I mean, you know, you have some nice Parmesan or some nice mozzarella in the fridge some uh some rigatoni in the the pantry anyways there you go i mean you know you, as long as you have a well stocked pantry you don't even really need to go to the fridge sometimes you can just make dinner from what's in the pantry i'm just going to take another bite here um so that's good pantry someone also mentioned like what spices you put with what like what you know can you talk about on on, on the podcast what spices go with what so i it's all about associative thinking it's all about what flavors go well with what things, right? Like, I mean, it's kind of, you can experiment. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, one way to learn, but I mean, you can also, you know, look into a cookbook. There's lots of different uh, tips and hints in cookbooks. But I mean, you know, let's, you know, let's take, for example, I mean, it's, it's kind of, you know, the lighter the spice, I guess, is, the, you know, that you would put it with the lighter the dish, I guess, you know, if you're doing like roast pork, I would do... Roast pork, you know, the go-tos are like some clove, a little bit of nutmeg. That's one spice I forgot to mention earlier that I keep stocked up is nutmeg. Um, you know, if I were doing like a big like roast beef, a big roast, you know, if I were to hit that with some spices or some game, I would do, you know, like big cracked black pepper, some juniper. Um, so it's just kind of like, you know, the big spices go with like big cuts, big flavor cuts of meat or, or dishes and, uh, you know, the lighter lighter stuff goes with uh, with lighter fare so um okay so reducing kitchen waste i know someone someone threw out a good topic about reducing kitchen waste and that is uh, a big topic these days i mean it should be it should be on all of our minds reducing kitchen waste because i know we don't realize it but the next time you're making something the next time you're cooking a meal at home just watch not only like you know, the, the, the peelings from your vegetables or like the, the trim from your dinner, but just the, the plastic, you know, the plastic that you're using while you prepare your meal. So here's a couple tips. Here's a couple of things that I like to do. Chefy restaurant ways to reduce kitchen waste. Um, I like to buy whole heads of lettuce. You know, you, you can get a whole head of lettuce in the grocery store and it is uh, it just comes wrapped in an elastic. You know, so it's not in a plastic bag. Man, it's great. You can get these salad kits now, as you know. You get these salad kits and it's like, serves two people and the lettuce is in a bag 
the dressing is in another bag, the croutons are in another bag, and then, like, the dried cranberries are in, like, a fourth bag. So it's, like, you know, for salad for two people, it's, like, four, like, of these little plastic bags. It's crazy. So buy, try making your own salad mix, you know, like, and I know the volume's going to be a bit big, but spread it out over, like, two or three days. Buy a couple heads of salad, so, like, red leaf lettuce, white leaf lettuce, or get a thing of arugula, and just make your own make your own salad mix, and that way you reduce like on the plastic bags. <clears throat> um, what else? Reducing kitchen waste. Uh, there's a great new local company called Orga Pro, um, and it's ran by it's ran by a buddy of mine, Tim Keller. We actually interviewed him on the podcast before, but he's got this company called Orga Pro, and uh, they are they drop off bins to your uh, company to your to your business. And they pick it up, and they make sure that the uh, the the waste is go not not ending up in landfills. So you check out their check out their uh, their face their their uh, Instagram page Orga Pro. What they're doing some cool stuff. It's pretty neat. Um, if if you're composting or gar- you know if you have a garden, um, you know all of your of course you know this this one's pretty obvious, but all of your apple peels or your carrot peels or you know all of those. All of those scraps can go into, you know, into your compost for your garden. Um, you know, this sounds crazy. I mean, it's it's not as bad as it sounds. But in in restaurants, a lot of restaurants do staff meal. And so a lot of your trim goes into, like, the staff meal salad or the staff pasta. So, I mean, you know, one thing you can really do with reducing waste is if you are peeling... Say if you're peeling a vegetable or if you're, you know, cutting up a chicken. Do I do I need to throw that out? You know, can, can I keep that? Like, if you, you think about, like, I mean, if I'm going to throw these chicken bones... No, I'm not going to throw these chicken bones out. I can make a... I can, I can make a beautiful soup with them. That way, you know, like, I, I have soup for tomorrow night. And then I save, you know, on buying a salad bag tomorrow night. I have a soup at home. Um... Look at look at your carrot. You know, look at the carrots, and and it's like, do I really need to peel them? Can I just scrub them, or or your you know your apple? I mean, just just I think uh, I think a good way to to reduce waste is just look at what you're doing critically, and either cut down on your waste, or if you are wasting a lot, then how can I repurpose it, reuse it? Um, it's amazing, and you know, one thing I would love to see. Uh, and I don't know if anyone hears that, that hears this can like give me some insight into this, but I'd love to see the actual waste that behind the scenes at like a grocery store, you know, that leaves the grocery store. I, th- I bet you, because when you go to a grocery store, all the fruits and vegetables have to look perfect pretty much, right? Because they're on display. They're there to, they're there to, to, to get you to pick them up and buy them. So I wonder like, you know, the bruised you know, the bruised fruit or the like crooked, <laughs> you know, the bent uh, vegetables, like the ones that aren't perfect. I mean, I know No Name has like a um, imperfect line of products that you can buy, like mushrooms and stuff that aren't the prettiest. Excuse me, but I wonder what, uh, I wonder what else, what else goes out the back door of, of grocery stores. I bet it's insane. I bet it's crazy. Um, so those are kind of like, those are kind of the the kitchen kitchen waste what else uh i'm just trying to think if i have uh any any other comments on kitchen waste staff meal we talked about gardening composting orga pro um weekday uh cooking tips so this this is a good one 
Someone mentioned in the comments section, weekday cooking tips. Um, I know how tricky it can be. You know, like I said earlier, I got two kids and, you know, my wife, uh, she, we have a business together and she has a completely other business doing like baking and desserts and pastries. So man, everyone, everyone's busy these days. And, you know, a few years back, I thought I had it down pat, you know, I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make, you know, fresh pasta every night. And I want my kids to learn how to shuck an oyster when they're two years old. No, you know, like, I'm sorry. That ain't happening. Okay, it's, you know, you run around, this person's got swimming, this person's got skating, this person's got karate, this person's got soccer. You know, it's life, life gets you, man. So, uh, here's some here's some uh, weekday cooking tips, and I, I mean, it's just I think a lot I think a lot of people put pressure on themselves, I, like I used to, but I think a lot of people put pressure on themselves to to have like a full, complete meal on the table. I mean, it doesn't have to like you know on a Tuesday night you don't need to have like roast chicken with mashed potatoes, gravy, you know, squash and braised greens. You know, that's that's crazy. That's like once a month. You know, your family. You, you know, get get the family to to help out, and you know whether maybe it's just like, maybe it's just setting the table. Maybe it's getting drinks. You know, when I'm when I'm making dinner, um, ten minutes before, ten minutes before I serve dinner, I, I I'll ask my kids. I'm like, okay, set the table. One person set the table. One person does drink orders. So I mean, you know, that's not a huge one but like you know it's it's it saves you seven ten minutes of like running around that extra bit which it's nice and you know it shows the kids to like set a nice table for for and you know what i mean I, i'm saying set a table here but i mean you know what don't don't feel bad you guys if you guys do have a home-cooked meal and you know what you end up eating on your lap on the couch hey it's 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 life you know it, again people put a lot of pressure on themselves um i would recommend weeks a big weekday cooking tip i would recommend um cooking basic recipes in large batches and then you can take those recipes into different directions so tomato sauce is a perfect example cook cook a big batch of tomato sauce you know in a large pot a good good amount of olive oil some thinly sliced garlic, uh, put in a couple tins of, of crushed tomatoes and, uh, and, and a couple, you know, a couple basil stalks and just let that simmer down a little bit. And, and, you know, you, you have the most basic delicious tomato sauce. Now, now that that's done, maybe you do it, maybe you do it Monday evening. You do it the night off from, from the, the Sunday afternoon. I'm telling you, 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 you put a tomato sauce on the stove Sunday afternoon, like your family will never forget that. Um, if you can cook it on a Sunday afternoon, great. You know, while the kids are doing their thing and you're whatever, folded in laundry or whatever. The tomato sauce is made. You know, you put it into different containers. Maybe you freeze half of it. You keep half of it in the fridge. Okay. I got this tomato sauce. Tomorrow is going to be, you know, spaghetti and tomato sauce. Tuesday, uh, I'm not saying you have to cook every single day with it, but you made a big batch of it. Now there's so many ways you can take it. I can make a meat sauce. I can make a lasagna. I can do braised peppers and sausage in that. I can, 
you know, do a nice roast piece of fish with tomato sauce underneath it. I can make a, a vegetarian lasagna, you know, with tomato sauce and some, uh, some mozzarella cheese and, and spinach in between the layers. You know, just making big batches of simple recipes and then just having them to take. Okay, so take this roast chicken, right? Perfect example. I know I keep using this roast chicken in front of me right now that I've almost eaten entirely, but you cook this chicken and okay, so I, I you know, we sit down and I, I cut off a piece for my kids and I cut off a piece for my wife and I and you know, maybe there's some chicken left on there and there's the, you know, of course the chicken bones. So I simmer the chicken bones, which gives me a beautiful stock. And you know, tomorrow night uh, with the leftover meat, I make pulled chicken tacos or chicken pot pie, or I put that chicken into like a chicken soup or, you know, the chicken broth becomes a, you know, use it in a chicken allocate. You know, it's just what I'm trying to get to is like using, making bigger batch items and, you know, use your slow cooker, you know, even if, if you're at work all day, use your slow cooker, throw, throw a, a big chunk of beef in, in your slow cooker with a little bit of beef stock and, you know, maybe some chopped mushrooms. Okay. You see that you're at the grocery store and you see that big chunk of beef on sale. What the heck do I do with that? Put it in your slow cooker, cook it down slowly. And then the next day. You got this like melting, this soft, delicious like beef, put it in a chili, put it in tacos, uh, you know, put it in a stroganoff, put it on top of roasted sweet potato. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to, it, it's just, it's, it's all about, it's, it's things that you can make at like 530, you know, once you get home from work or swimming or karate or ninja or whatever your kids track, I don't, whatever your kids are doing, <laughs> you get home and you're like, oh my gosh, what, okay, wait a second. I've got taco shells. I've got that beef that I cooked in the slow cooker. I got sour cream, lettuce, and cheese. Man, like the best barbacoa taco. Like you know, cooking big batches. Um, I made another note here. Like you know, just beans. Cook. You know, getting some white beans in that well-stocked pantry of yours. Getting some some navy beans or some kidney beans, and just cooking them in some chicken stock. You know. Cook them down in some chicken stock, and you're left with these delicious, sticky, creamy, uh, braised white beans. What am I going to use those for? I'm going to use those like in a you know with that tomato sauce and like nice bean and sausage stew. I can make like a, a wonderful like rustic Italian soup with them. Uh, what else with the white beans? I can blitz them into hummus, a white bean hummus, and put those in my kids' lunches. So it's just making big batches of things. I'm just taking them in different directions, you know? And it's it's all about, like, getting ahead. Like, well, I think one of the... Being proactive and getting ahead. Like, it's... I know the feeling. And, and you know, cooking for your... You want to you wanna have something different every night. You want to have uh, uh, delicious food on the table. And, it's, and that's tough some nights. So it's just about... Like, if you think back to what our parents did... You know, think about like what your parents did. It's like you know, your your mom would make like a giant batch of, of cabbage soup or, or hamburger tomato soup, and and then it magically would just appear on the table again. You know, a week and a half later. That's because they made like too much, and they froze it down. You know, it was magical. Um, so that's kind of like we, weekday cooking tips. Again, it, it kind of ties in with you know having that well stocked pantry. You know, and um. 
just don't don't put too much pressure on yourselves you know sometimes sometimes you're gonna have chicken fingers right <laughs> that's okay but uh you know it's just about just about being being ahead and uh just making something delicious that you can take to uh to different ways um back to basics it's, it's just it's back to basics you know literally this roast chicken that's sitting in front of me right now again i'm using it as an example but because it's a great one but i can take this roast chicken like 200 different ways you know and uh and and that's i think that's kind of like the whole secret about it you know like don't don't just cook for that one evening you know don't just cook for that one day cook for Cook for three days, you know. When you're at the grocery store, here, here's a good idea. When you're at the grocery store, buy too much. You know, if, if something's on sale or if you're at the butcher shop, you know, and oh, I want to get a pork chop or I want to get like some pork shoulder or I want to get some, uh, you know, some sausages or some chicken breast, get get a whole chicken. Get four chicken, get four pork chops. Get Get too much. And then that way, there's, you know, there's there's leftovers. Um, anyways, okay, so let's let's move on. So that that was a good one. That was a good. Uh, w w someone else asked about like when company drops in last minute. Yeah, we kind of we kind of talked about that. Just like having having being ready, having stuff in the fridge. You know, um, if company drops in last minute unannounced, I'm sorry. You know, it's not the 1930s anymore. If company drops in last minute, they're gonna get what they're gonna get. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. Like I would say to that, just like have have cheese, you know, like maybe have a couple different kinds of cheeses in the fridge. Maybe, you know, just always have, uh, have some charcuterie <laughs> in the fridge, uh, or, you know, like some baking. I mean, it's always, you can always have some baking on hand, but I mean, if, you know, company stops in last minute, you know, they're going to, they're going to get what they're going to get, you know, make them a cup of coffee. They're good. Okay. Um, I was also asked about, uh, what, what kind of, path or what kind of recommendations would you give someone that is thinking about getting into the hospitality industry or, or cooking like cooking line of work and I, I think it, it has never been better uh, at any time than to get into the hospitality industry because when I got into the hospitality industry it was it was just like cooking and you know cooking or being a sommelier or, you know, working on a cruise ship, but now, uh, or, or, or a manager of some sort, front of house manager, but now like in this day and age, like there is so much, so much to do in the line of hospitality and cooking. And it's great. Like, you know, I think, you know, wanting to, to work into and cook for people and care for people. I think it's such a, such a great thing, but and I'm not trying to steer anyone away from the restaurant industry, but I think that there are so many avenues now. There are so many avenues that you can take, so many routes you can take now regarding like food or, or hospitality. That's amazing. So you can, you know, there's brand ambassador work. There's, and when I say like brand ambassador, it's, you know, it's, uh, if you, if you love food, but you know you you're not cut out for like the long hours then maybe you know you can work for a food company you know representing their their product or a spokesperson for a, a chef spokesperson for their product 
um, which is which is really cool. Um, catering, there's all you know, there's also catering. Like that's mostly what I do with with my job, and you know, catering is a lot of fun. Back in the day, I used to like, I used to shudder at the the word catering because you know the word catering conjures up an image of huge hotels and and, and or, or huge wedding, for, you know, four hundred person weddings serving like you know penne and and brie stuffed chicken breast but you know the it's a different day and age you know we live in a a day and age where a lot of great products are available to us so i mean you know catering catering's a good one uh brand ambassador work we talked about um private chefing you know cooking for people uh you know like i said earlier a lot of people are busy these days you know and and the drop-off the whole drop-off food industry now is huge. You know, I I don't even know how many companies there are now, like HelloFresh, and so I mean, if you can you can get a gig like that, even you know, like Private Chef or like a drop-off thing, which is great. Um, but just know, you know, I I think a lot of people sort of look at the restaurant industry as this as this uh, this sort of dark thing you know because it's like oh long hours and and you know you you spend all your time there but no there's there's so much to do now there's so much to do out there involved writing writing about food uh you know blogging about food taking pictures of food you know like there's so much there's so much to do now with with food people people love food it's such a popular subject um but just know if you if you are you know going to get into to restaurants you know um you know, as I was asked, like, what sort of recommendations, what sort of advice you can give, just, you know, just be ready to work those hours, be ready to put in the work, because I mean, like, like anything else in this life, you know, you got to work hard to, to get there, to move up, to learn, and it's the type of, the type of work, the type of job as well, where you, you, you literally never do stop learning, because there, there's so many places to visit, there's so many different styles of food, and there's people, there's people inventing new flavor profiles daily weekly you know uh and i think for someone young that does want to get into to, to kitchens like just study study research go to restaurants you know um with the money that you're making uh you know at the kitchen that you're working in or at the part-time job you know buy a cookbook research like who who's on the forefront of of chefs or of cooking who's the top 10 restaurants in the world, top 10 restaurants in Toronto, top 10 restaurants in Montreal. Who are the chefs? What are their names? Oh, you know what? I'm going to go work for that guy. Get your name out there. Go go work. You know, get get out there as much as possible while you're young, while you're single, while you're, while you're uh, you know, while you're, you have the energy, put that work in, you know, get your, get, get as much experience under your belt you know, because at some point you're going to like settle down and have your own restaurant or become the chef of a restaurant. And it's going to be a little bit more difficult to travel and, and see, see things. So just go, go, go work hard. See as much, see as much as you can for sure. For sure. So that's kind of like, that's kind of a few things I just wanted to talk about in this episode. Episode back to basics. Uh, we just started uh talk with your mouthful Instagram T W Y M F talk with your mouthful. T W Y M F podcast is the Instagram. Uh, my Instagram, Matthew DeMille. Hope you guys love the podcast. 
Um, we got some great content coming up in the next couple weeks. I got a couple of people lined up for interviews. Um, one being a local female MMA fighter. Uh, we're going to talk to her about like how she trains and her diet. One person, another person, not going to give too much away, but another person being a local uh, endurance runner, ultra marathon runner, and triathlete. Uh, triathlete. So it's it's going to be really interesting to see like how all these people like you know their their training is different, their lives are different, their diets are different. So uh, so man, I hope you guys hope you guys tune in. It's really cool. If you guys got any comments. If you guys have any ideas for the show, if you have any questions, anything, I'm super laid back. I'm super open to to, to suggestions, to comments. Hit me up. Uh, you know, shoot me a message. Hit and slide into the DMs. Let me know what you think. Talk with your mouth full. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll see you soon. Bye.